Bullet sent a tweet that um, said uh, two hours ago, trying to convince myself that I only say poggers ironically is a losing battle. It really is. It really is. I, I think I myself, only say it ironically. I, I find myself describing something as pog. That's pog. And and it's I don't think it's entirely ironically. It's just worked its way into my system. It's your way of, of keeping up with the kiddos. Pog. 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 Poggers. Poggies. <laughs> I <laughs> I think I think working with people who are younger than myself and also in Twitch culture like like helps uh kind of keep it fresh in my brain because I hear people say it unironically, but I still think that I only say it for comedy purposes. I really don't think you that I think so. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain. I don't have the same As time goes on, it's it's going to become less and less ironic. I promise you. One day it'll make it into it's catchy. Lesser. It's 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 just, you know, once upon a time, cool was something that was, it was a word that Sick. was new and hip. And I'm sure some people said it ironically, you know, but it just worked its way into the fucking culture. And honestly, fucking, <laughs> it like, out of all of them, I feel like Pog is, Poggers is, is actually the, the one that is, um, that is going to translate into modern speech the best somehow. Well, do you ever? That or one of those feels bad, man, because <laughs> that because that's still using regular English words in a full sentence. You just specifically those three words. You know what that means. I, I but I'm not I, sure. I'm not sure if that counts. I'm not sure if that counts. I definitely will will say feels bad. <laughs> yeah, feels bad, uh, man. Un- un- <laughs> like, it's just very easy. Yeah, that one. That one's got me. Do you say? Like, will you say LOL or LaMeo or LOL? Uh, no. no. No? Okay, well, I definitely do that. Uh, may, may, Like, maybe I'll do, like, an exaggerated raffle. <laughs> raffle but sounds that's, funny. That's ironic. That's it's, ironic. And raffle's a fun word to say. Raffle I, my waffle. I use, like, I'll say LOL. Lego my ego. <laughs> when I want to acknowledge raffle something is funny. But I can't okay, like okay. bother to laugh, like <laughs> LOL. Like, <laughs> sounds you sound like a fucking boomer when you say it that way. <laughs> hey man, I'm cool. Do you not see my collar is popped? I Pops. am very popped. I'm the epitome of of someone who is just having a good time. Um, I. I ran across... You know what I'm typing right now? What are you typing? How long have popped collars been a thing? With the rise of unfriendly to popping, indoor leisure style of Ralph Lauren in the 1960s, popping your collar does not make you hip or young. <laughs> it makes you very boomer, apparently. I don't think... How come... No, no, in 2020, I would say for the last 20 years, no one has popped a collar for style. I think that yeah. unless you're on yeah. the Jersey Shore, it's by and large yeah. counterculture and and seemed as pretty weird. And I know that that's kind of my shtick. And I know mm-hmm. that I intentionally popped the collar before I turned the camera on. But I also like it. Is it, isn't it like a, a, a fucking very blurred line, though? 
because like only the Jersey Shore douchebags pop their collars. And so if you're like, if you're trying to be on the other side of that, but still do the same thing, you're very easily mistaken for the douchebag and not. Well, I get mistaken for the Jersey Shore because, you know, I look most days like I just took a bath in Crisco oil because I'm so (laughs) like, you know, oily. Like I could come straight off the beach and look like I'm right out of Joyce. Nice hair gel, bro. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think I already walked that line. I think, see, now my secret is just if I'm ridiculous 100% of the time that I'm allowed to do stupid stuff. Oh, that's the slack strategy. Yeah. And it works. So Yeah. It's 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 a um it's a strategy that I think is very smart um like ninety percent of the time. Like if Slack's ever wanted to be an analyst or portray himself as as, as smart, then it, it like that image would get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. It would work against him. But I don't think he has any intention to do that, right? No. Like he, he he streams, he he creates content, and I think people who like listen to him for an extended period of time realize that he's smart. Uh but like when it comes to his job and everything that he does, he's very I think he is somewhat um I think there is a small intention that he has done these things and set the image for himself to make his life easier in some ways, you know, you're a stupid guy. You could say stupid things. You're, if you're, if your um, aesthetic when it comes to content creation is janky, then, <laughs> then it means you never have to put that much into production. You know, it's like the arc. Have you seen the Arkosh stuff that he's creating? I have seen some of the Arkosh stuff. Yes. That is actually really great production. I think for, for like, you know, Dota two stuff, uh, but, but specifically <laughs> the you. things that, the specifically, whatever slacks is on screen, it goes back to like janky as fuck, you know. But like the the Dota SFM stuff, like that was all very well made. But whatever slacks is on stream, it like immediately goes back to janky. The fucking lights off, his collars all over the place. He's got a fucking weird ass crackling ass beard, you know. And and I think in some ways, I think he's comfortable with that. And it and I think he knows it kind of fits his image. And I think it also makes his life easier. I think also like you can get trapped in having your content. Ugh, that word makes me vomit a little in my mouth. You can get stuck by having your content. Like, You're a content creator, Joey. I know. You're just a professional content creator. I know. For a business. <laughs> <laughs> you just sold your soul, you hey. know, for to, to prop up and I'd like some to corporation. Note, I'd like to note that currently no one owns this podcast, so True, we Any haven't sold out because no one's buying. <laughs> as soon as they will, I'll be a professional content podcast creator. Point yeah. being is that you, I know that you can get trapped when that kind of becomes your aesthetic and that's actually your your brand, that you start to create towards that. And trying to make something that doesn't look like it takes a lot of effort can sometimes counterintuitively take a lot of effort. So there's mm. like a weird line between like, what looks bad, but like good, bad, or how am I faking the kind of, you know, not perfect aesthetic? How am I, how am I faking or creating a lo-fi situation? And then that can be problematic because now you're like, man, why am I spending so much time making something look so bad? I don't think you could ever do that. (laughs) You're too much of a perfectionist. 
Yeah, I it, it hurts me a little bit when when things don't go. I have to choose to have things go poorly. That's because then it's all back into my control. You know who uh, who is not perfectionist? You, Valve. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm gonna or, or, ma- or maybe they're but... extreme perfectionists because that's why we don't get any content. <laughs> hey, it's not ready yet. I mean, the patch isn't ready yet. <laughs> what do we? What do we sit here and earnestly talk about? Because we got in between these last episodes. We got that that little post, a little update from Valve, right? And they're like, hey, everybody, we're not ready. Happy Thanksgiving. And they told us. I remember I was asking for a Thanksgiving miracle. I was like, please, Valve. I think they gave us one. I think I think that while we're really? not getting necessarily the patch that we both want to get a little bit of, you know, Dota excitement in our veins, I think at least them saying, here are some DPC dates. January 18th, right? I think. I'm going off memory. I should have notes for a show that we do. I think it's the 18th. Okay. Okay. So, you, so you, you're telling me you, you were satisfied with that post? Kind yeah, actually, I'm not even gonna say kind of. I'm going to say yes because I prioritized information about competitive Dota, the DPC, and literally some of my friends' livelihoods over a gameplay balance update. That's what was important to me as as a fan and someone tangentially attached to people in the scene. DPC dates were more important, and I was very excited to see them actually talk about them. Okay, so. I guess it depends on your perspective. If you're thinking purely from the fact of like, um, when we did the podcast, our expectations, like uh, the highest expectations we could have gotten was, oh, the patch dropped, new hero, you know, fucking cool, bunch of people interested in Dota again. Oh, and the DPC is starting uh, fucking, you know, you know, you're not right, right now. now. Look under your chairs, impossible. everybody. You got a DPC. But like, but like two weeks from now, okay. You know, like that that would be ex- that would be the ceiling of expectations. But if we went back in time a year ago, the pandem- pandemic is starting. It's beginning to become become a problem. And I tell you, here's what's going to be happening. A month, two months from now, things are going to be shutting down. TI is going to get postponed. All those sorts of things. And I told you, okay, two months from now, everything's shutting down. 12 months from now is when the DPC will start. (laughs) Put it in that perspective. Are you you satisfied? Are you happy with that? You're like, oh, well, that's cool. (laughs) I am not satisfied from a thousand foot view, you're correct. If I'm taking the whole last 12 months in context, I am not satisfied in the slightest. No. I think that something went horribly wrong. If you ask me for my last two to three months of context and what's going on, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. So I guess it depends on your framing device. Yeah. Six months, six months ago, do you satisfied with this outcome? Um, I don't think so. Pr- probably not. I think this no, is a very fresh satif- satisfaction. I'm, yeah. I'm it's literally happy. the fact that our expectations went down so much because nothing was happening for the longest time that we're just like, 
please, anything. Just I don't need it to start right now. Just tell me when it is going to start. That's all I want at I like this point in time. <laughs> you metaphor... know, it didn't go, I want a DPC. It went from, I want a DPC with leagues and everything to I want any kind of DPC, just something, some sort of online tournament to I just want to know what, if DPC starting again. I just want to know if it's going to start, not necessarily for it to start. Like your expectations got curved so far fucking down over the course of this last year. You have this that, mixed- that this bound post is like, yeah. And you know what? I, I, I read it. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, I was, I was happy for a moment. And then I, then I looked at that fucking date. I looked at that date and I was like, huh, it's been a whole year since uh, Corona started becoming a thing. That's, that's what it's going to start. We, we basically missed out on a full year of total. <laughs> Well, uh. you had like a weird metaphor for me where you started sounding like an economics teacher and you're like, okay, so the supply of Dota <laughs> stuff was going so down, the demand became infinitesimal. Like you started, the, the, you went from teacher to heroin addict immediately so quick. You're like, yeah, and then the supply and the demand and then, oh, I need to, I need to hit a Dota right now. Oh man, I'm jonesing. I'm missing out on something. Um, it's wild that it's been a year. It's wild that it's been a year. I'm happy that, that like they're kind of that like shit seems to be together. I think that yeah. I think that if I had to look into my crystal ball or magic eight ball and make a guess of what was happening is that the people on the Valve Ivory Tower finally feel like they have enough certainty about the future to make plans. Where there's been I, I think that they might see a light at the end of the tunnel. I guess so, but I mean, if if that's what they're operating off of, if if that's what Valve is operating off of, is uncertainty in the future, then what do they think literally everybody else who's dependent on the game is, it feels like? They're having a vacation, right? You're just thinking a... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, teams, players, content creators, talent... Like all of these people that are like kind of dependent on the game, but we just watch every other esport, and they're just like, "Oh, they got they got some things figured out." You know, like again, I do not think that Worlds was a good idea, but you know, shout out to shout out to Riot for making that sort of Herculean effort to actually make it happen. I personally don't think that Worlds is so important that you need to take that kind of risk. But there, there, are, there are differences between fucking putting on, putting on worlds, and not having anything at all. There's, there's a middle ground somewhere in there that Just I feel bit. like it's acceptable. Uh, but yeah, we're we're uh, TPC starting um, in 2021. So um, excited for that. Yes. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the patch. It's going to be delayed. Kind of expected, honestly. And um, yeah, just waiting, waiting for the patch like we were waiting before. I, I, you know, it just it just is crazy because this this patch. Think about T, uh, the uh, patches, right? Uh-huh. We would have we would have Ti, and then people would immediately be bitching. All right, Ti's Ti's over. When's going to be the patch? Of course, it never happens immediately after Ti. Valve, Valve like. People, Dota Valve people are like focused on TI and making the best patch possible, throwing the event. It happens. Thank Christ. They probably take a week off, you know. The patch isn't going to be dropping. Usually it drops after the first major, first big event that happens post TI. We have, we have the TI patch. We have like the post TI patch, maybe 
where we get like a little bit of a tweak. We're still running off on that same meta. And then right after that event, boom, that's when it drops. We didn't have a TI. We haven't had this big major event. We've been operating off the same patch for so long at this point in How time. How long has it been now? I think it's a little hard to say just because we have had like improvement patches. Uh, that was the one thing that Valve kind of gave us is that since TI didn't happen, they they tweaked the patch a little bit more. But uh, yeah, for for all intents and purposes, the meta has um, what the patch feels like has largely been the same for about a year. Yeah, um, 7.27 was June. Yeah, that was uh, that was our, like, TI replacement patch. 7.27 was June. So we're, we're operating on what's going to be, you know, six yeah, months. We had, we had some sort of economy change-ups for 7.27. I don't. I I need the patch in order to feel some kind of you know drive to play Dota. I'm wondering if this is launching around the same time as uh, Cyberpunk comes out. I'm wondering if I'm even gonna be like, oh, the patch is out, or if I'm gonna be someone who's just you know dumping hundreds of hours into playing Cyberpunk, um, and then being like, oh, I'll get to the patch eventually. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I said there's so much hype around Cyberpunk that I might actually play it, but if the patch happens, you know, screw everything else. That uh, uh you, you know, you know what's funny is that like I think I said at the end of the the last podcast that I was going to wait until I actually got the patch and saw what kind of content we were given before I made like a judgment, but I don't know, something about that January 18th date really just triggered me. Whatever the day was, I'm just gonna go with January 18th. I think it's the 18th. Sounds good. I think it's the, well, like, what? Why? Why is January 18th triggering to you? I, it, because again, it just makes me think like, oh, it's the the DPC is not happening until 2021. Like this entire conversation for the last nine months has been, what's Dota gonna look like for 2020? We're not gonna have a TI. What do we do instead? It's that conversation has been about 2020. <laughs> But also realistically, and I mean, like DPC literally isn't happening until twenty twenty one. But re realistically, if you think about it, like as soon as you get to mid November, the rest of the year is just a wash. Like it's not like what what's the point in starting the DPC uh, sure. in like in like December twelfth? Because no, I totally agree. That that's why the, the lowering of expectations at the time we did the podcast last week, our expectations are low enough that like, yeah, like I'm not expecting the DPC to be starting before Christmas and then take a two week break or whatever, you know, but, <laughs> but when I see 2021 on the date, you know, it's actually, they didn't write 2021, but like, obviously I see January 18th. I think, Oh, it, that's literally the next it's, it's after the new year. And I think back to like, man, we just waste a lot of time, huh? <laughs> I keep on thinking about less about Dota, but but you saying New Year triggers me a little bit on if the New Year's even gonna feel like a New Year, or if we're just gonna be like in this continual funk until the world state changes at all. Like I feel like a uh, lot of people take January first, you know, symbolically as like 
let's start anew. But I think now more than ever, it's going to be nearly impossible to be like, let's start anew. Maybe we can like have this facade of normalcy through Dota, through esports, through like, you know, writing a different date on our calendar. But I really don't feel like it's going to be a new year until we kind of get to the tail end of whatever this is we're going through. And that might not 20, be until 20, the, a year from now. Yeah. January January 1st, 2022. That'll feel like a new year. But yes, January 1st, 2021. You, you know, the, the biggest reason I agree with you on everything when it comes to like pandemic and those sort of things, it's not going to feel like, you know, fresh start any of those things. But but think about what happens New Year's Eve. Think think about what people do on New Year's Eve. Oh, well, people. We... They go out, they party, they drink, they fucking socialize. They get all up in each other's business. They're fucking, you know, that th this is when when babies are being born, Joey, because so many people are having unprotected sex. And if they're not wrapping up their dicks, then they sure as shit aren't wrapping up their face. So all I'm saying is January 1st, you're going to look at fucking, there's going to be a bunch of videos and a bunch of have pictures done... of fucking crowded dance halls and people being goddamn animals and being all around each other. And you're just like... People like me and you are just going to look at it and just be angry have because they... it's like, well, the fucking pandemic just keep going a little bit longer then. Hold up. Have they done the science on what if you do the thing, but you just don't do the mouth thing? I mean, I guess you're within six yeah, feet. No, so there, social there distance is, isn't. No, they've, they've definitely, there, there are, there are medical warnings about that, including oh. eating ass, Joey. You can oh. get COVID from eating ass. So oh. just, I guess, I mean, there's a lot of mucus membranes. Just careful. Okay. I know your that's your favorite activity. So. I'm, it, I mean, yes, you'd be really surprised. I mean, I don't know why it gets such a bad rap. I get it. Like, oh, it's a butt. It's gross. But like, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> um, fucking. It's almost 2021, dog. It's okay. You ain't if, eating ass in 2021. <laughs> if we learned anything from Thanksgiving, it's that people are willing to sacrifice their normal habitual habits for the greater good of the country or the world, right? I don't think that's what we learned. I was trying to be optimistic. At all. Did think. you... I think I'm pretty sure I read a bunch of people who said, you won't stop me from family's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. I'm going to see all 30 of my cousins. All right. Roll Tide. Um, did you... Next year you'll be seeing all 15 of your cousins that are left. I don't know fucking savage dude <laughs> did you make the key lime pie did ellie make the key lime pie ellie made the the key lime pie it was very good uh but yeah we had, we had our friends giving we had uh our two people over so thanksgiving of of four people it's pretty much what my inner inner circle consists of these days for social activity and uh key lime pie was great chicken was amazing all the food was awesome um and yeah Thanksgiving was good. Hung out, cooked food, talked, ate. I think I turned into a dad on Thanksgiving. I think I turned into a dad on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, having like a, a bit of an emotional crisis about it. Not because, again, you, not because of, you can't, you eating ass doesn't, I don't know if you did a sex ed. You just talked about not wrapping up, Joey. That's fine. Did you, did you not wrap up nine months ago? I've never not use a condom 
Fun fact about me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I didn't. Need to sh- I didn't need to share that, but I. I wanted to defend myself. Never. Never not because I think it's important to not have kids because kids suck. Um, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I think I became a dad on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I need you to explain that further. Thanksgiving, I go to my sister's house, which I feel like I shouldn't lead with becoming a father and my sister in the same sense, especially after just saying roll tide. But nonetheless, went over to my sister's house for Thanksgiving. Had a very small event. But when I was there, I I deep fried a turkey. I fixed a toilet. And mm. I installed a new router. So I think that I'm well like... Done. I'm one step away from procreating at this point. Like my my card that the DMV has is just like, man, he's he's ready to fornicate. He surely surely there's kids in his future. This this guy's deep fried turkeys and fixing toilets now. <laughs> my life is so oh. sad, Cap. Well, not if you keep having protected sex, Joey. And you're never gonna have kids. That's the goal. <laughs> I'm not I'm not strong enough to just go commit to a vasectomy. That's that's crazy people talk. I never got that by the way. Cuz of covid, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be spending unnecessary time in the sick people area. It's okay. 2022 goals, right? True. True. 2022 uh, goals. I had an argument that came up at Thanksgiving and I kind of wanted your uh I kind of wanted your input on it because I think that I've just gotten into the habit of anything that's even remotely contentious in my life asking you about. Um Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Keep going. Um which one of your family members had an absurd political idea? Okay, first off, the answer is most of them because they're white. Okay. The second answer <laughs> the the uh um, That's racist. The, uh, the thing that I want to talk about, though, is, uh, I guess, in short, when you eat a hamburger, okay, is the top bun on the top or the bottom? The top bun is on the top. That's why you call it the top bun. Okay. This is worse than any political ideology I've ever heard of, Joey. What the <laughs> I'm starting. Which one of your fam- Who? It's not you, is it? You don't eat the fucking hamburger with the top bun on the bottom. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. What is wrong with Here, you? I, Why? Hear me out. Hear me out. I just, you know, I think that I'm a pretty self-aware person, which is something that all self-aware people say. I think I'm pretty <laughs> self-aware. I think yeah. that I notice a lot of weird things this that I the do. The man with the pop collar. Keep keep going. Go thank on. you. Thank you. I think I notice <laughs> a lot of weird things that I do, and sometimes I like emphasize them to like make them weirder, or like I just like take note of it, or I sure. don't do the behavior because I realize it's not acceptable. Right. So um, I'm trying to. Do I have like a prop here? Um, okay. Okay. Um, if you are watching the YouTube version, the timestamp is, I don't know. What's the timestamp? It's somewhere around 30 minutes, probably a hair before 30 minutes here. If you want to, if you want to see a visual aid for this, imagine, damn it. Imagine these three rings are my burger. Okay. Cap. The green ring up top, there's an orange ring in the middle. That'd be the patty. And the blue ring on the bottom is, is, is the bottom bun. Uh huh. When I grab a hamburger, I pick it up. Yeah. I pick it up like like so with my hands. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And 
because I grab it on the outside, when I want to bring it to my mouth, the most natural motion to do with the burger is flip it and bite. Uh, so I'm uh, holding I'm holding the burger upright with two hands, uh-huh. and then in order to get it to my mouth, it's I'm I'm rotating my elbows towards my mouth, which brings the top bun to the bottom. Mm. And I okay. eat my hamburgers with the bottom bun with the top bun facing <sighs> the floor. Okay. And this is a new discovery that I've never really consciously recognized until everyone made fun of me for not being a proper human. And I'm convinced this isn't a weird me thing that this is like a purse that this is some that this is a thing a lot of other people do. Okay, you you have something here. Okay. The the biggest argument that I can make I you know, eat your food however you want. Fuck it. Put it put, it in <laughs> put your burger in Disclaimer. a blender and and eat it as a smoothie. I don't really give a shit. But like the the biggest reason that I could come up with for why the top bun belongs on the top and why it's called the top bun is the fact that usually the top bun, if if not always, is thicker, right? It it, it has the the poofy top, right? Mm-hmm. And and burgers naturally have a problem, uh, uh, because the the hamburger meat, depending on like. Unless you really, when you do homemade hamburgers anyway, like I don't know how other people do it, but it, you know, usually good burgers, I feel like a little bit thicker. And you've got tomato, you've got lettuce, you've got cheese, you've got whatever assortment of shit that it, it stacks up a bit much. You know, mm-hmm. you have a sandwich, it's, it's fluffy bread that condenses and it's thinly sliced meat. You know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily get that big, but burger going to be a little bit thicker. So the natural problem is getting it into your mouth and being able to get uh, especially at those restaurants where they stack a burger way too fucking high. And you're just like, why? Why can't you just make it wider? Why do you need to make it taller? Just make it fucking wider so I can actually eat it. Right. So (laughs) the biggest problem is getting it into your mouth. Right. The top part condenses more. Mm -hmm. So. Typically, when you put something in your mouth and it's in, it's hard to get in there, right? You're going the top part of your mouth is going to that's going to be the part that kind of gets up and around, right? And that makes sense to put that part on the part that's going to condense. You're going to get up around and then push down, right? You're not going to do that with the bottom part. You're not going to unless you have an uh, an underbite and it sticks out more and you go. Oh. Mm, you're not gonna do that that's that's why the top so in your in your diagram here that you grab and you flip the burger into your mouth that does make sense very good well it's an it's an audio medium. I don't, medium. Want, I don't no want to watch you see, break a tooth. No one can see me eating my therapy rings. For our st- I don't want you to have to go to a dentist because of our stupid burger dilemma here. So yes, you you have you have a somewhat legitimate reason as to why you do that. I'll give you that. I'll 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 take the burger kinematics reason. I just it's a more it feels like a more comfortable motion for me with 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 my with my hands to to be eating because instead if if you're gonna eat a burger normally and you're holding it on the sides both ways you're really bringing like your hands up to your face and you're like putting your elbows out to the side right 
like like ah I got I got I got to get my elbows out so I can I can properly get get my hands to my mouth. But if mm-hmm. you flip the burger, you can keep your elbows down by your sides. So it's just a table manners thing. You're wanting to be polite to the people around you. you sure, it's definitely that. I think I have bad. I always have my elbows on the table. I don't know where the uh, where the salad fork goes. Like I'm not, you know. I don't know why that it, it would ever possibly be a rule. No elbows on the table. Come on. We were clearly trained in in heathen households. Yeah. Um. That's true. I, I, I just want to use the small platform we have to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to to humbly ask the audience how many other people find themselves eating their burgers with the top bun on the bottom and with their arms, with their elbows at their sides. And now I know people are just going to fuck with me and say that they don't do that, even though I know they do. But I so the the problem that I see with your whole thing though is that it does mean the the top bun is naturally more delicate and more prone to falling apart. Yes. And 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 you are putting your there's there's not a ton of structural integrity to your burger when you're putting it down on the plate. Is the is the problem I see? Doesn't the burger more likely come apart? Isn't the bottom bun more sturdy because it's holding down much of the weight of the burger? Well, well when, I, when I put the burger down, I'm not putting it down with the top bun on the bottom now. I'm like, like when it, when it goes back down, it, it, it flips again, right? So, if, if... Oh my god, so you put it into your mouth with the bottom bun sticking up? Yeah. And then it goes oh back to the plate with the god. bottom bun back on the plate. See, that took away the entire burger mouth thing that i was talking about now i thought you just put i thought your burger started upside down and then you did the flip thing to put it into norm all right all right joey i was also thinking i was thinking like maybe the weight condenses the top bun a little bit more so again you know making a little bit easier what the hell I think if you were if you plate your burger with the top bun on the bottom, then you're just get, you're just asking for it to fall over and fall apart. Yeah, you're just asking yeah. for that, right? What's your what's your in and out order? Are, are you like a are you like a just give me everything on the burger person? Are you? Oh, hold on, let me guess. Are you a no tomatoes person? No, I like tomatoes. Oh, fuck, he likes tomatoes. Uh, I don't typically like onions, even if they're grilled. I mean, if they're grilled, they're more acceptable. And like, I'm not I'm like, if I get one with onions on it, like maybe, like I'm not gonna make a whole bunch of effort to get them out. I'll eat them with on it, no problem. Uh, but I, if I had my absolute perfect choice, probably doesn't have onions in it. I don't know what else is in a double double. Uh, tomatoes, lettuce—that's all good with me. Tomatoes, lettuce, pickles, spread, cheese. I could do without uh, the spread, and I'm not a big pickles fan. But you'll still eat it. Spread's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat that stuff. But if I'm to order it, I'll probably take out the pickles. Probably leave the spread. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of In and Out. Not like the biggest fan. Let's say. I think that's where we differ in in like food complacency because pickles will just outright ruin our food for me. Like, there's no like, oh, there's pickles on my burger, I'll I'll suffer through it and be unhappy. It's like, oh man, I hate this now. Something about cucumber is worse in that regard. Cucumber on burgers weird. Well, yeah, 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 but I just mean cucumber in in various dishes. 
if we had this conversation, cucumber is truly the most insidious of vegetables when it comes to taste. What if you it, like it? Get it's some like a fucking parasite that works its way into your system and you don't realize the effects until it's it's too late what if you get like water to throw things at me because she loves cucumbers (laughs) what if you get water that's like cucumber infused but you don't know that it's cucumber infused until you drink it do you just do a spit take and you go what is what is this vile no 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 no. cucumber water is actually one of the more acceptable uh, areas for cucumber. I'm still not happy with it, but cucumber, it doesn't have a strong taste, but it fucking works its way in there. You know, you're not going to bite in and be like, oh, really? That cucumber, man, really hits you. Like, no, that's not going to be it at all. I'm not done. But what it is, is it's going to worm its way in. You're going to, mm, oh, there's cucumber and I feel it in the aftertaste. Oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not done unraveling this thread. Uh, so, like, okay, so you're not a big In-N-Out person. You don't really like onions. I guess you can do without pickles. But then, like, if you're getting a burger from, like, one of your favorite burger places, or, like, like what's an ideal burger, then, for you? Are you, like, a, like oh, a I'm, Western I'm very... bacon burger person? Are you, like, a plain cheeseburger with ketchup person? Like, like, like what's no, your ideal no. I want, I want, burger order? I, lettuce and tomato. Honestly, for me, sandwiches and burgers and stuff, that lettuce and tomato can't go wrong with it. Throw some bacon in there, sure, I'll take it. But like lettuce and tomato is like what makes it for me. Uh, and then, you know, throw other stuff in there. Some, some specialty burgers. I remember there's there's a Red Robin. They do a pineapple one. Sure, I like pineapple. Do that. Uh, throw some caramelized onions or something in there. All right. Sure. But uh, lettuce and tomato, man. You gotta have at least that. For anyone who is uh, an in and out connoisseur and is just curious, um, my preferred order is a double double grilled onions only extra toast. Which extra is- toast? Extra toast means that they that they brown the buns a little bit more, so the buns are a little bit crispier. Mmm. Extra toast in the buns with with extra good onions only. So I know people do that with the 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 fries to make them better. Yes, I I In and Out to me. I'm not a giant In and Out person. Uh, like like most like a California stereotype would be. If I am going to In and Out fries, and In and Out fries are some of my least favorite French fries from a fast food place. I I don't like them. I insist on getting them well done which is their code word for like cooking them for 1.5 times as long so that they're more crispy, which I think makes them more acceptable. So if anybody just happens to listen to this podcast and has decided to click halfway through to see how much we listen, uh, talk about Dota and is asking, what does this food conversation have to do with Dota? It's all a metaphor. The DPC setup for 2020 is very similar to my feelings on the cucumber. Relatively harmless to begin with, but as it works its way in, the aftertaste, it just leaves a a bad taste in my mouth, you know? It doesn't make me feel good, and I wish it wasn't there. I wish we we had something else. So that's, uh, 
it's all, it's it's just a metaphor. You you just when you're listening to this podcast, just know that everything does have to do with Dota. It's just we just speak in layers and upon layers. I think my ideal version of the show would be doing is if there were enough people who were deeply invested to where like they wrote fan fictions every week to talk about why every topic does relate to Dota. And there's just like one crackpot who's like, you know, the conversation they had about shitting themselves. Well, it's actually very similar to uh, Spectre's original voice lines. Because the feeling that you get when, you know, you just have an unexplained poo, you can't really vocalize properly. So in theory, Spectre, originally, Prime Spectre, is just in a constant state of of self-shit. You know, like, I want that person to, 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 to really, you know, analyze every episode like that. You know, when they talk about how everybody shit themselves in public at least once, it's actually a scathing commentary on Valve and their handling of Dota 2. If you really just look deep enough, <laughs> everyone shits themselves publicly at least once. Hey, man. Conspiracies, Building 7, <laughs> Jet Fuel Can't Melt Steel Beams. I don't know why the only conspiracies I can think about are 9-11. Um, the Earth isn't flat. and Except, I think the Dota playing field is flat like there's edges but you know all i know is uh i'm looking forward to the new patch because epic league has been there's been like a lot of really uh hype games for epic league uh they've been some like wacky ass shit that's been kind of going on uh the problem is is that i feel like um part of the reason that secret is I had to google it five and two they don't look like the same like uber dominant team for the first time, they actually, you know, like lost a tournament. Now they're in this group stage and they don't look like mega dominant or anything like that. They're dropped, like even in the series that they they win, I think they've gone 2-1 against two different teams and then they flat out lost against OG and Viking GG. Like, that's just bound to happen if if you have the same kind of patch because you can't keep innovating that much, you know? It's like, like secret, secret, like basically were, were like very far ahead of the game. They're very far ahead of everybody else. And it's a damn shame we didn't get to see them at TI and see whether or not they could actually clinch it for once and show that they, they were so far ahead of everybody else uh, or if the pressure would just crack them again or what. But the, they, they were just so far ahead of them. But everyone's going to catch up eventually. You don't just get beat senselessly 20 times in a row and not learn something, you know? Like, so, so like, eventually, people are just going to catch up to you. And so it'll be interesting uh, how big the patch is when it comes and how much it changes the meta. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Secret does, once again, like, get ahead of everybody else and become, like, a really dominant powerhouse and then everyone else is struggling to catch up again, or if some other team is able to take the reins initially i think um like the first like two weeks there's usually great opportunities for teams to like figure something out like really early on that nobody else has and kind of run with it and get an early lead but the top teams have always shown that give them like three weeks a month they'll be ahead of everybody else when it comes to understanding of the meta and then they're just going to kind of keep building on that why do i assume that it's just because they don't care anymore uh, you know, I, I think that might be a, uh, um, I think that is a decent possibility. I think that you can't, 
you cannot keep training. Like, again, we talked about how, like, ceilings and floors and, like, secrets floors higher than all tier two team ceiling, you know, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, I, I, I think that, yeah, that, that you can't just keep winning and keep your drive up, um, especially when you're used to playing for literally millions and instead you only have to play for half a million. It's a real downer, you know? I can only buy one Bugatti this year. <laughs> what the fuck? Let me just say, Joey, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, so I'm prepping for this For Honor tournament. It is in five days time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, December uh-huh. 5th, this Saturday. Prepping for this For Honor tournament. Reached out to, I, I got the contact information of all of the captains for all of the teams. It's uh, eight teams, so super easy. Um, I get I get all their information. I, I just hit them up with a message and I'm like, I, I'm trying to be like exceptionally polite because I understand like, I, well, I don't understand. I don't know what they think of me just coming in and be like, Hey, I'm going to be casting you guys. Uh, I'm not a part of the scene. Help me out. You know, like it, it, it's, I'm, I'm, my position is very dependent on like them being able to. You gotta throw be me a, a, Yeah. They, they, they gotta like, I need their help in some way. You know, and and so I recognize that, and and so I sent them like really, I sent all of them really polite message and just being like, hey, like, um, I I just basically admitted like I'm totally new, so I'm gonna be like trying to be characterizing you guys as players and teams more so than talking necessarily about the game because that's gonna be my weakness. I'm, I totally recognize that. I just want to know as much about you guys as possible. And would love to, to every single one of them that has responded to me so far, which I think is six or seven of them, has all been, yeah, sounds great, man. I'm really excited. Like, like some of them were just like, hey, that's really cool that you're reaching out like this or something like that. Like very forward. And then yeah, hit me up with any questions. I send them lists, like I sent them like five questions. I know not to make it very long, you know? I'm like, okay. Keep it simple. Just, yeah, keep it keep it simple. Five questions. Really simple. Should be easy to answer. And I tell them, feel free not to answer a question if you don't want to. Whatever. Just like, there's no obligation here. Every single person who responded wrote me like essays about themselves and their teams. Every single person. And I'm just sitting there going, like, is this is this what it's like? Is this what it's like? Like, you, like <laughs> interacting with players that are like not in dota and are like only focused on like the game and give it fuck all about anything else you know it's like oh my god i'm just like my fucking mind is blown and i'm just like i'm sitting there going like what if dota players were like this like holy fuck like people would be way more involved in like the players themselves and be like invested in them rather than like the their play on screen you know they would be invested in them way more as people because they'd get to know their stories you know uh, and like, thank God for the Valve products. They do such a great job at that. So are you saying that Kuroki, if you just shot him like a Discord DM and you're like, hey, dude, I'm doing this thing. I got a couple questions. You might answer them. You're not going to get a thesis back. You don't think that's going to, you don't think that's going to, um, with, with, with the, you don't think Puppy's going to be like, hold on, let me, <laughs> let me write you something out, bud. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
like 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 Kuro, I think like to Kuro's credit, like he he's taken the time to talk to me about Dota stuff when I've asked. Um and so like he's been very gracious with his time. Um but it it, it was just like I thought it was so interesting that and, and like I don't they they don't really have like a ton of a scene, so maybe they're just you know excited for whatever. But it's like it, it's a kind of like amazing to me that like Dota, there's so much money in the scene that it, it actually became you know, it's also I think the nature of Dota players in general, just to be more introverted. But like it, it, like there is so much money in the scene that you just don't have to give a fuck about anything else but solely the competition. You know, you don't need to do anything else but just focus on just winning. That's all you need to do. And and like, it's crazy how these guys are playing for fucking like eight grand. I think is first place split four ways so at the end of the day they're going to spend almost a month's worth of time making two grand if they get first place you know and and they're they're willing to give me fucking uh, uh, 40 minutes of their time writing up an essay for me to learn about you know their players and teams and i was just like wow this is like it's such a refreshing experience just having uh people who are like super open and super like hyped about like hey i like yeah absolutely let me tell you about my team we go way back me and this guy used to play 2v2s all the time i hate that guy me and this guy had a big rivalry going on for the longest time but now you know we we fucking we're on a team together and let me tell you it's been real fucking rough we've actually this is legitimately like one of the things is like we've had a really fucking rough time like our communication back and forth we fight constantly that's why your team name is working relationships because you know we fucking hate each other outside of this team but like we're gonna make it work anyway you know and i'm like holy shit this is such a great story that you're giving me and you're just freely giving it to me i didn't have to do anything for it does it does so now do you feel like you have an increased responsibility to like properly study and learn and like do these people justice since they've given you more than you've expected Oh, like absolutely. it's a burden back now on you to like you are, I mean you were already planning on doing the the best humanly possible job you can do but now surely you must be putting a little bit more pressure on yourself now that you well, talk to these people I, I I just think there's straight up more work to do now uh in my prep because they've given me so much stuff like they've literally written so much stuff that I need to break it down into a document that will be like easy for me to like reference and remember things so that that that's going to be a lot more work in that regard but otherwise it'll make the commentary easier because i'll i feel like uh i'll have less fill time because i will have so many like interesting things to talk about for each player and each team and stuff so uh yeah i mean it, it definitely i think adds a bit of responsibility um and a little bit of initial work increase but well worth it in the end because the broadcast is the most stressful part rather you, be over prepared than under do you do that on pen and paper uh do i do that on pen and paper uh, i used to um way back early on in, in dota but i found that um dota is such a constantly evolving game through different patches and players swapping around teams and shit that um that those notebooks maybe it would be better to keep if it was like csgo um where rosters were at some point in time like a little bit more stable i'm thinking like three years ago where like vp was was like riding on like they had like 
what three different rosters over the course of like eight years or something like that yeah, like <laughs> wild they, stuff they, in dota terms right and and like dota you just never get that it's like it's a it's like the team is the outlier if they stay as full five going into the next ti season that's like whoa you guys are weird you guys didn't kick at least two people like what's wrong with you <laughs> you know uh so yeah i think it's uh because of that and all the changes that are happening um i i I write google docs so i can digitalize all the information and easily replace stuff that is outdated and also control f is very important because you know it's like you're sitting there like you're on a desk they're like all right 10 seconds to live and i'm just like on my phone like going through my google document where the where the fuck is team secret uh, where's all my notes on them you know i don't i don't want to do that with fucking pen and paper it's pain in the ass it's true well where can people actually see the for honor stuff this weekend i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where the stream will be i'll know the day of that's the life that I, I don't have that information i'll edit it in with a robot voice so people can be like saturday yeah, at twitch.tv slash it'll be saturday all day i'll probably make a tweet about it um or at least i'll retweet slacks who will probably tweet about it so yeah that's uh that's what i got going this week so everybody should go everyone should go give cap a listen and watch some for honor because so the reason why people want to also hire cap is because he'll bring an audience with him right like there's people who are here to support you so I would that's argue that's what they think anyway. I would argue <laughs> that's what they think. They, they that, don't realize that that my profile, my Twitter profile of ninety thousand followers doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> yeah, but I think that there is at least a small handful of people who are listening to this who do care about you enough to tune mm. in so that you can say you at least brought someone. Because I don't know if I'll be there, so I need someone to at least take my place. But, like, if we can at least bring one person, you can be like, yeah, I brought someone. Like, all you gotta do is bring yeah, one person to the party. You don't have to watch the broadcast. Just um, just go onto the stream um, and then write, just, like, literally just take 10 seconds. Go onto the stream. Don't even wait for the ad to finish. Just type into the Twitch chat something about, like... Wow, this this cap guy is really good, and they just peace. That's that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. <laughs> just, just if you got multiple that. accounts, do that on two. Like if you got the time, that's also helpful. No, um, no, 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 no. Fuck the multiple accounts. You could just drop one one thing in Twitch chat. If you have the extra time, like go on to the competitive for honor uh, uh, list and then go find a Reddit thread <clears> and say something in there. You know, like if you want to really go the extra mile, like they that that's the places to do it. I'm gonna make a Reddit thread for you. Uh, don't don't do that in our Dota too. <laughs> I can't. I'm 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 just waiting for the. I'll retweet the. Um, I'm, I'll retweet the very first comment that uh, I know what's gonna be coming. Whenever uh, Slacks or or I says something about this, there's gonna be a comment something about something about talent abandoning Dota. No uh, DPC, something, something. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be a Reddit thread once people start to think about it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, to be fair, Ubisoft is going to give me more work than I've gotten in Dota for like a month and a half. So, <laughs> Well, shit. Okay. So 
go to Twitch chat on Saturday. We'll let you know where to go. Say something nice about both Cap and Slacks. Don't 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 let it falter about Slacks. Yeah, nice yeah, you definitely you got it. You because Slacks is fucking Slacks is again one of those things that it takes a little time to adjust to him as as a person. When once you've adjusted to him, once you realize like, oh, this guy's actually really funny and clever. And he's not just like a total moron screeching on the microphone. Like once you realize that, then you're going to love him. But like initially, <laughs> these communities are going to go, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help him out, you know? <laughs> help, help slacks out. Help, 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 help cap out. Whew. I'm losing it. I'm losing everything. Um, tune into for honor. And then just keep on waiting for the patch with us. We're we're in lame duck patch season. There's nothing going on. I have to find my goal is to find something interesting to talk about before the next episode because it's not gonna be Dota related because we're still gonna be waiting for a patch. So Hey, by the way, did we talk about the uh Arkosh thing last week? No, no, we didn't. I, I Did you see did you see that they beat the fucking PPD team? I saw, I did because I actually, I got up pretty early for like some ungodly reason. I don't know why that game was happening at like ass crack o'clock on the West Coast. Um, I, I guess maybe that's one time slacking people to play or something. Or maybe like, I don't know. Do we know where the Arkosh people are? Are they like all on the, on the East Coast? So it's just like not friendly for me as Mr. West I, Coast. I have no fucking clue. But I, all I wanted to say was I thought this entire thing was like, some sort of weird joke. And then people were telling me it was an actual team. And then I saw they were facing like PPD fear or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, well, they'll probably get a good shit stomp. And I'm sure it probably had something to do with the PPD and fear. Whoever else was in that were probably just like not treating it seriously at all. And probably just like, whatever. But I was very surprised the, the other day when uh, I, I was grinding some Dota yesterday. Somebody told me that uh, they had actually won. They're actually too old. So maybe we have a new NA team to to look out for. Well, that's like, that that's like I mean, I, I haven't been following Slax's messaging too much. I think some of the videos he's made is pretty cool. But that's kinda like half the point, oh, yeah, right? Like I I, I I always thought that the goal was to like, you know, at least be semi competitive or like be in DPC. So I mean if he's gonna if Slax can accomplish that as a team manager, then I'll be even more interested. I'm, I'm honestly this whole entire thing. I'm more interested in the success of it as a team organization coming into Dota. Like I know it's it's kind of like a joke thing, and like I know it's only Dota. It's not like a true team organization or anything like that. But like, if they're the only team motors coming into Dota, everyone else is getting the fuck out. Ninjas and pajamas just left. They said they'd be back. We'll see. Oh, I didn't see that. They dropped. Yeah, nip, nip, yeah. That, that's where this was leading to. It's, it's the entire thing that I opened with that that entire Arkosh thing because today Ninja the Pajamas said, uh, "Sorry guys, we're out for a bit. We're we're gonna peace out for a minute." Even after the DPC was announced January, or maybe because it was announced and it's all the way in January, uh, Nip's just like, "Yeah, we're gonna take a breather." Man, how many times is Arrow? We been- say farewell to Dota Two for now. How many times has Era been on and off Nip in the last five years? <laughs> Three? I don't know. Four? 
I don't know, but it's it's uh, concerning unless uh, unless they're just dropping this team uh, in order to pick up mud golems. Um, maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's a thing. But the fact that like mud golems is like pretty good. There's this Sumail team. I I, I know I, I read some interview about them. Apparently, they're not like. I don't know how much you really call them a team just yet. They're, I think they're kind of like figuring out whether or not this is a viable team or not. They're like dating. Uh, they're just yeah, kind of. That's kind of what it seemed like. It's like we're gonna get in some some fights, you know, and then we'll we'll see whether or not this is gonna work. Uh, but yeah, with like good unsigned teams out there. I mean, NA was already fucking NA. All right, North and South America is a fucking wasteland. Like, yeah, but because you, Europe's where all the good teams are. But then you look at Europe and it's like, okay, uh, and Ninja's Pajamas just left. Uh, Mud Golems is really good unsigned. Uh, one team has a TI winner and Samail on there with Powerhouse VP former members and they're unsigned right now. Like, oh, Oh, I fucking there's a there's a lot of teams unsigned. That's a little concerning. Hmm. It'll all get fixed when the DPC comes back. Optimism. I'm optimistic. Yeah. I can't wait to see C nine N A Dota rise again. Maybe the only if you form- actually ter- if you took out T uh, or player owned organizations, Team Secret, Nigma, OG. All you have left, actually, I'm not even going to say Alliance because honestly, Alliance is so tied to Dota. They're like still kind of a player-owned organization. Mm-hmm. They were former players that owned that organization. I'm going to say they don't count either. Real, real traditional, even though they're building into a Navi VP and stuff. Like, I'm not going to count them on this list. There's the Viking GG, another player-owned one. Navi, Team Liquid, Virtus Pro. Those are your those are your names. That's it. In in, in Epic League Division One. Yeah, and then you can add EG to that list, and then I guess that's it, right? Yeah, you go into Division Two. Um, Gambit Esports, um, Team Empire, Windstrike, CIS organizations. Different. I think I think that's just different. The European ones. Oh look, X Ninjas in Pajamas. That was the only one. Everyone else, unsigned. Five men, spider pigs, live to win, yellow submarine. I assume those are unsigned. It feels like we're back in 2011 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to go back to a time where uh, where a team signing with an org is really big, you know? <laughs> fucking 2015 16 17 18 19 i don't really give a shit oh this team signed with this organization i don't care don't care oh they jumped from this organization to this organization don't care but back in 2012 2013 oh shit dota's blowing up oh shit this unsigned team just got picked up by an org a org a new org coming into dota oh shit hype fucking hype I can't wait for a hundred thieves and a Dota. Oh yeah, dude! Hundred thieves, hundred thieves has one of the the Dota old school icons in Milk. They literally have somebody working for them. 
<laughs> they're not interested in Dota. You know, milk. You know, milk. Who somewhat regularly tells me he's like, "You really got to bounce from that Dota shit, dog." <laughs> Somebody who made their fucking career in Dota is like, "You need to get out, bro. That's not the esport to be." <laughs> Excuse me, we're here for hashtag passion. He's like, "Have you thought about casting Valorant?" I'm like, no. No, I haven't. Ah, uh, no, nah, there's not enough uh, Ubisoft in there for me. Yeah, time for me to, you know, that's a surreal play. When people are going to talk about it, some, guy, some guy's going to say, like, oh, look, he's abandoning Dota. He's abandoning Dota. He said he wasn't going to do that. He's leaving us. You know what? I'm not, I'm not abandoning Dota for for honor. Are you kidding me? That's a that that when the tiers of esports, Dota like Four Honors like so far down there on the tier list like that's not going to be making me money. You know what is though, Joey? You know what Ubisoft uh, uh, game is going to get me that sweet sweet cheddar. Assassin's Creed. What? Just dance. Just dance. I don't know if that's Ubisoft or not. I'm yeah, not really that familiar with the Ubisoft franchises, to be honest. Okay, okay well, but I do know they they do the Rainbow Six Siege or whatever that game's called. Did Rainbow Six Siege? That, it starts with For Honor, but I get in good with the developers, and then I work my way into that esports scene. Dude, Siege is pretty sick. Who who does Rocket League? I think Rocket League is a pretty insular community. Time to break that open. <laughs> you gonna learn about cars and kickflips? Hell yeah! It's soccer with cars. What, <laughs> what could possibly? You don't go need wrong. to know I what kind of damage easy. immunity goes through magic resistance, yeah, and then it. there's no deep mechanics. Are you kidding me? Fucking four otters, just like oh fuck the frame rate data and shit. I'm just like oh fuck. I'm not a fighting game expert. I don't know how to do these numbers. Get me out. <laughs> uh, this character has frame advantage when they use a, 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 a light attack, but frame disadvantage when they use a heavy attack. I'm like, I just hope I get the character's names right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I look on the screen and see that character and can correctly identify its name. <laughs> Are you going to have a cheat sheet? Uh, I haven't thought about it. I guess we'll. Uh, I'm gonna test myself here in like three days' time, uh, and like watch some games and just kind of like see if I'm able to make some simple callouts. Okay. If I can't do that, because the thing is, like all esports, it's uh, not every character is viable. So there's like, there's like a list of like eh, 10, 12, maybe fourteen. That's all I need to learn. Someone's gonna pull out a techies pick, and you're gonna be like, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Wow, I've never seen that character before. So you know how like For Honor's all knights and Vikings and like a bunch yeah. of fucking melee warriors? They have a ranged hero. It's called Nobushi. He he does the fucking uh you know the the sickle with the the rope attached. The, you know, you throw it at people and shit and pull it back. Yeah. That that ninja thing? Yeah. 
that's like the only ranged champion. It's the only ranged character in the game. Somebody's got to pick that out. I'm just be like, I don't know shit. <laughs> I've run into that in matchmaking, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, well, I for one look forward to watching some For Honor this weekend to uh, support and talk about you in the chat and also just to see what's going on. And maybe if I'm lucky to see some uncomfortable moments because then I can clip them out and we can talk about them next week. Thank you for uh, lying and saying you were going to watch it so you can make a good outro. I appreciate that. Well, I know how, how I'm not even, <laughs> that's not, I'm not, I'm not even beginning to segue into the fact that, you know, if people are listening to the show, but don't follow on Spotify or Apple podcasts and they're stupid and should click the follow button because it helps us or, you know, watch on YouTube. If that's your thing, because you can Google side poll and they're, they're in either spot. Take us on your phone, take us on your computer, put us in the background. I don't know. Maybe you got one of those data plants where it's 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 no data to watch YouTube on your mobile device. So you can just Okay, don't to don't us. Google side poll. That that doesn't work. Don't don't but if you Google side poll podcast, that definitely works. I was curious if I typed in side poll if we would actually come up. Uh unfortunately that's that's horse stuff, so Oh fuck! Fucking horse stuff, man. Fucking horses. Fucking, oh, fucking outdated transportation. Like I know, fucking right? get it off of Google already. <laughs> walking glue. Like okay. Jesus. <laughs> God. My night has been so delirious. Thank you for helping me get through it, Cap. I will. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be rooting for you this weekend, and then we'll be back to Thank talk you. about not the patch next week. Yeah, not the patch. Won't be talking about that. <laughs>